You're listening to Fiat Vox, a podcast that gives you an inside look at why people around the world are talking about UC Berkeley. I'm Ann Bryce, a reporter for the Office of Communications and Public Affairs. Today's story is about Noah Whiteman. He's an associate professor in the Department of Integrative Biology at UC Berkeley, who, as a gay teenager, learned to forge his own path through the forests of rural Minnesota. Since he was a kid, Noah Whiteman has known how to survive. At 11, he and his family moved to a rural part of northeastern Minnesota called Sac Zim, between the Iron Range cities where Bob Dylan is from and Duluth. They're a couple hours from each other, and this was kind of in the middle, in a bog, like basically in a bog, you know, wilderness, wolves, um, pitcher plants, not a lot of people, humid in the summer, and brutally cold in the winter. There's a lot of alone time. Did you, how did you feel about having alone time when you were that age or growing up? Well, I mostly liked it. Um, and always have. My dad taught us to be naturalists and how to walk, you know, be in the woods and how to fish and hunt. And he was very good at all those things. And he loved being out there. You know, so we learned how to hunt grouse, fish, um, you know, start a fire from nothing, which berries to eat, which berries you couldn't eat. Um, yeah, he, you know, he always taught us, have a knife on you at all times. Every morning, he'd take a 45-minute bus ride to Toivola Meadowland School, a K-12 school with about 120 students. He was one of only 15 in his graduating class. There weren't a lot of classes for him to choose from, but there was a teacher who saw his gift for science. I remember I wrote a paper on the nitrogen cycle in my, my fish tank for a, a pro, you know, I think it was like a ninth grade project, and this was pre-internet. So I was looking in books from the library and things. And she wrote on the paper, and I still remember this, and this is this is why I think teachers can have such an impact on children. She said, you know, this is amazing. You have the mind of a scientist. And I was like, wow, no one's really ever said that to me before. Um, so she really, that, you know, that I loved her class. I feel like she and I had this 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 cosmic connection when I would look at her eyes when she was talking I was I was every word that was coming out was was like God talking to me <laughs> and I'm sure she felt that coming back Noah always kind of felt like an outsider even though he had a lot of friends was voted homecoming king excelled in school ran track he just felt different and part of that feeling was because he was gay in 10th grade a boy at school he had been friends with started to bully him and you know calling me fag on a daily basis it was like thousands of times probably you know at basketball games and I remember just thinking he's gonna do it I know he is and I just have to pretend like I didn't hear it or smile and look away and that's what I did so I never responded really to it his classmates would defend him screaming for the bully to stop and Whiteman remembers wishing really hard that he wasn't gay. You know, I didn't really know exactly what that all meant. And I thought, well, maybe that will change, you know. But I didn't really date anyone. Um, and I certainly didn't tell anyone that I was gay. I can but, imagine, like, being... Well, if you if you kind of think of yourself as shy, also being... Even just having attention on you in any way when you don't want it is, like, kind of horrible. Oh, I... Yes, and I, I, that, that's, I haven't thought about that uh, in a long time, but I think that's exactly how I felt. Um, 
I didn't want to be in the spotlight at all. First of all, I'm trying to hide, hello, I'm trying to hide my sexuality, and this person's screaming it at the top of their lungs, basically, in front of everyone. And they're, they're of course, telling the truth. They might not know that, but I do. So he started to focus on getting out. Every single opportunity that I could take to get out of there, um, I felt like was deliverance. You know, I was being delivered from these circumstances that I didn't want to be in at that point. Because at that point, too, I think, it, you know, the being up there in the Northwoods had lost its glamour, you know, <laughs> or its appeal. I was sort of over it. And at 18, he left Saxim for good. Three decades later, in 2016, Whiteman became an associate professor at UC Berkeley in the Department of Integrative Biology. He and students in his lab study how plants produce toxins to prevent animals from eating them, and how these animals have actually evolved to overcome these toxins, trying to find the best way to keep living as who they are in the world. In 2014, Whiteman went back to Saxon with his mom to visit his aunt and her family. Whiteman's friend, who was an avid birder, came along, and together they ventured into the bog in search of great gray owls. They didn't find any, but he says to be near their land, a place where he found refuge as a teenager, brought him great solace. He loved being there, and he was glad to leave. For Berkeley News, I'm Ann Bryce. You can subscribe to the Fiat Vox podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. For more UC Berkeley news, visit news.berkeley.edu. If you have a great story idea, send us an email at news at berkeley.edu.